Well, good morning. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show. And just happy Sunday to all of you that are up here with me listening and just praying that you've got a really fantastic day planned. I hope I can be part of that. If you didn't hear my show yesterday, let me give you, you got to go back and listen to it. You've got to go back, okay? And here's why. Because I am launching into not really a series. It'll probably be posted like that on our um website, the podcast. We're going to podcast this entire series, if you will. But I'm just, I'm really wanting to launch in to this um, activity in my own life. And it is this, praying the promises of God. And this is all coming about by just really a, a big work God's doing in my life. And I was being really transparent with the audience yesterday and I, just talking about God's pruning me. And what that means is that he is taking that next lever, level of Amy <laughs> and he's trying to get rid of it. And he's trying to put more of him in it. And I was thinking about that this morning and I was like, you know what? I've asked God for more of him in me. I've asked for, for more. I've asked for a double portion, Right. I've asked for healing in areas of my marriage that I want to be better. And with that, he comes and he answers and he is faithful. But guess what? The house is crowded, right? He's got to make some room. So God's like, gotcha. I got you, girl. I got your back. I will help you make this happen. But where am I supposed to put all this new stuff you want? So I got to get rid of some stuff. And so that's what we call pruning, right? We prune back our plants so that they can grow more full, more vibrant, and they can be more healthy. I hate pruning plants. It makes me feel, I don't like it. It makes me nervous. Like, no, just cut it down to the stump. It'll be fine. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure this thing's going to come back? And then sure enough, wow, you know, that plant just explodes and we've got like I don't know, 20 of these rose, I don't know, 20, at least 20 rose bushes. And every once in a while, the yard guy comes, and I mean, he just chops those things down. And they come back, and they are so gorgeous and vibrant. They are becoming more and more and more of what they were created to be. And that's what happens in us if we let God do this. And so I'm on this journey. I want to take you with me. Because I have a feeling that a lot of things that are going to come up, you're going through too. Or what God brings in my life, and I share with you, I think it'll bless you. So we are all going to go back. We're going to listen to the podcast at amymillslive.com. Go to amymillslive.com. Snatch up the podcast from yesterday. Because I am laying some foundation before we go into um, praying the promises of God in our lives over our children, and stop these these begging prayers. Amen? God doesn't need us to beg. He needs us to be purposeful, and he needs us to stay fervent in our prayer life. But when we cross a line, and it is a line we cross, of begging prayers, then um, it's, not, it's not helpful. It's not helpful for my spirit. It's not helpful. It's not helpful to God, <laughs> for sure. But when I start praying God's word and I start praying his promises, wow, there's power in that. So here is what I was going to talk about in the next segment yesterday when I ran out of time. 
And I want to talk about the patriarch of the promises, and that's Abraham. In Abraham, um, his life story, there are some powerful promises that God brought about that, that had there not been miracles and signs and wonders, none of this would have happened. Abraham, when God revealed himself to this great patriarch thousands of years ago, he gave him a series of promises so remarkable, so far-reaching that a series of supernatural miracle signs and wonders were necessary to bring them to pass. And you may have a promise that you know God has spoken to you. You may be believing for something that God showed you long ago that has not happened. Can I tell you that I don't care how big it is, how insurmountable it looks, God can make a way. And I'm going to tell you a story at the end of today's program. It's going to blow your mind. When God wants something done, he will find a way. Let's look at the story of Abraham just to kind of build our faith as we launch into this journey. He gave him a series of promises, and one of them was the promised offspring. So Abraham and his, and his wife, Sarah, uh, they were childless, but God promised that their descendants would be as numerous as the stars, the sand, and the dust of the earth. And I can tell you in the story, Genesis 13, 16, and twenty two seventeen, that took a giant miracle. Because um, his wife, Sarah, they thought was barren. And she was well, well into her years. And it happened. So the next promise was global impact. God pledged to bless Abraham to make his name great and to make him a blessing. So that ultimately through his seed, all nations, get this, all nations and families of the earth would be blessed. Now, that is a promise that must have blown his mind. Like, how is God going to make that happen? But you know what? Abraham stood steadfast. Then there was the promise of deliverance. God revealed to Abraham that his offspring would spend 400 years in bondage. But he assured Abraham that he would bring them out with great possessions. Wow. The way that happened, that story is amazing, guys. And this morning, I don't want to spend as much time going through all of the the entire story of all this, but just to set it up to say, look at these promises God made and look what it took for them to come to pass. And every single one of them did indeed. The next one is the promised land. And even if you're not a Christian, a lot of people know about the promised land. God told Abraham his offspring would possess the land inhabited by the Canaanite tribes. It would later appropriately be called the land of promise. Apparently, God also recognizes the importance, all right, of location, location, location. And finally, promise ultimate victory. Finally, God promised that the descendants of Abraham would, here we go, now listen to this, would possess the gate of their enemies in Genesis twenty-two seventeen. 17. Foundationally, though, this was fulfilled when the Canaanite cities fell before Joshua, like the walls of Jericho collapsing at the sound of the Israelites. On an ultimate level, this was speaking of Jesus, the promised seed of Abraham, possessing the gates of Hades for himself and for all who would trust in him. Wow, these were not Abraham's ideas, guys. These were God's promises. When we come back, let's look at this just a little bit more. 
Hey guys, thanks for taking a short break with me. I am super excited to invite you to a life-transforming, mountain-moving, inner-healing, get-rid-of-the-junk-in-your-trunk event. It is called Redemption Weekend, and it radically changed my life 20 years ago. It will change your life, too. Redemption Weekend is August 2nd through the 4th at T-Bar M Retreat Center. Do not live another minute with strongholds in your life that are binding you from being all God intended you to be and all that you hoped for. Go to amymillslive.com and click Redemption. Welcome back. Hey there, it's Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show, and we're launching into something exciting. I feel it. I feel it in my spirit, and I want to take you on this ride with me. We're going to go on a journey for the next month or so on and off again. I do have some guests coming in August, but um, we'll just have the guest, and then we'll go right back into our study and our, um, really, our behavior of praying the promises of God. We're just talking about the story of Abraham and all of the promises that had to come to pass that God made to him. These were crazy promises. This is not like, hey, you know, your son or daughter is going to thrive in life. I mean, this is like the seed of the world is going to come from your offspring. And oh, by the way, I know your wife is barren, but yeah, this is going to happen. I mean, this is crazy stuff. And it all came to pass. Romans says he staggered not at the promise of God. He's talking about Abraham. Um, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to also perform. I love that. I love this scripture, Romans 4, 20 and 21. I got to read it again. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in his faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised him, he would also perform. I want faith like that. I want to pray the promises that I know God has dropped deep into my spirit, as well as the promises that read in God's word about the possibility of what I can have in my life. That that's a lot of what we have to look at, you guys. We and this is what Redemption Weekend is all about. This is like your almost your last day to register for Redemption Weekend, which is coming up August second to the fourth. It is a weekend to press into God. We go to New Braunfels. We teach a powerful prayer process where women are set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. But more than that, they become very aware of what God wants to do in their life and can do and is willing to do. And in my own life, I know that I have to stop looking at what I see in my carnal mind, in my carnal eyes, that I've got to start standing stronger on what God's word says. And and, and it's not that I don't know it and that I don't believe it. It's that I am human. And the world constantly, guys, moment by moment, every day, is trying to suck me in like a magnet. It's trying to suck you in like a magnet. And I want to feel like I have more power in and of myself through God's help to meditate and and 
allow his promises to soak into my heart to the, here it is, to the point where my actions show it. Because I've been thinking about this a lot this past week. Your actions completely scream your belief system. That's a fact. You can say, I believe this, I believe that. Oh, I believe that. But there's a difference in knowing something and believing it. And I want to get to the point where I believe in my core, the promises of God to the level where my actions show it in everything I do. In the way I handle my marriage, in the way I respond to my husband, to my daughter. You know those people that are close to you when all your baggage and trash starts to come out? You know, we can keep it together in front of other people, but when we get in front of the ones we really love, holy cow, why is it that that's when, mm, that's when the dross comes up? And so I'm, I'm kind of talking, I'm talking, I'm talking about a lot of different things here, but it's all going to culminate into the same concept that praying the promises of God is going to lift you and me out of a pit of despair out of a pit of disbelief is going to increase our faith and our belief to the point where, drum roll, our actions begin to follow those promises. And being totally transparent with you this morning, some of my actions in my life, I don't feel like are, are revealing what I say I believe in certain areas. And that just simply means that I have taken that into my own hands. And, and, I, and that's a problem for me. I take it all in my own hands. I got this God, right? And then it, it doesn't turn out well. And so as this has brought me full circle to, to the promises of God and the patriarch of Abraham and what he had to, this God believed without doubt that God was able to perform what he promised. And God still communicates to ordinary people extraordinary promises that do require miracles and signs and wonders to come to pass. Can you imagine what it must have been for Abraham to hear such incredible things from God when there was no physical evidence of this fulfillment? He was bold enough to believe and act. Are you bold enough to believe and act on your faith today, this morning. Where are you with all of this? Hebrews says, By faith he lived in the land of promises a stranger, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise with him. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker was God. So in other words, what it's saying is Abraham walked through the land God had promised him, as if it belonged to him. Because guess what? Prophetically, it did. Oh my gosh, I love that. He drove down stakes and he set up tents in a land that he yet had was not his own, but God had said that it would be. Abraham dared to act as if the promises were already in motion 
in his day. Because you know what, guys? They were. They were in motion. That's the mindset I want to cultivate. Isn't that the mindset that you want this morning? Can you imagine the power in your life? If it worked for Abraham, it's going to work for you and me. So let's take some steps in the direction of our promises. Let's put down some stakes. Let's raise some tents. Come on. Live there every day, even before the promise manifest. Treat it as if it already is in motion, because guess what? It is. All right. When we come back, I got to tell you this crazy story that I read in a book by Mike Shreve, and um, it, it is, it's, it's going to make your day. be the next success story at Focused on You Chiropractic. Patient Bruce came in with lower back and shoulder pain and neuropathy in both feet. In less than three months, his neuropathy was nearly gone and no pain. Patient Jean came in using a cane necessary for walking, and on day five, Jean showed up with no cane. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard make scientific specific adjustments with results. They educate patients on nutrition, exercise, and neurotoxicity, helping alleviate unnecessary pain and suffering. Click FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Welcome back. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Happy Sunday to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, come communicate with me at amymillslive.com. I want to hear from you. I want to know about your life. I want to know about your testimony. You know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by our testimony. Share with me what God is doing in your life. I want to communicate with you. If you want to know about the foundation of this uh, radio program, Go to soldoutministries.com, and it's soul, like your soul and spirit, S-O-U-L, soldoutministries.com, and just see what we're all about, check out our events, and then communicate with us. We really do love to hear about you. Our journey is about going on this journey with you, and that's what I'm trying to do this morning. I'm trying to just bring you into the fold of what God's doing in my life because probably it's happening in your life as well. And one thing about sold out ministries is that we are transparent so that we can be transformed. Amen. If we are not transparent and real with each other, how, how does that help us? You know, that's we're living a lie and we're, um, you know, walking in sin, trying to be somebody that we're not. I think that um, that's that's real important uh, to me for even you guys out there that are listening that may not be believers that being a Christian doesn't mean being perfect. Being a Christian means that we have um, eternal life, that we have been raised and uh, saved by Jesus Christ, that we have a savior that we can take all of our blemishes to and that we are forgiven And that we are given grace every morning that we wake up, that we can start over. And I don't know about you, there are so many nights where I am so grateful that morning is coming where I can just start over and I can try to do it again better. Amen? We are in this together. All right, as I am wrapping up this morning, we are going on a journey for the next month or two together about just really looking into the promises of God and how that can transform our life. But I got to tell you this story. 
This is so awesome. All right, here it is. It's called The Church That's Moved by the Hand of God. Okay, the guy tells the story. He says, about 20 years ago, a worship leader who worked with me shared an amazing and unforgettable story about a church his uncle had pastored. It was called Providence United Methodist Church in North Carolina. What happened in the establishment of that church was miraculous. Okay, now now we're, remember, we're believing big, big stuff, the, the promises of God. What we believe God has told us or showed us is going to come true in our life, no matter if we see how the heck it's going to be done or not. Okay, so th- it says, um, what happened in the establishment of this church was miraculous. In that region especially, People even refer to it as um, the church move of the hand of God. So in 1874, a group of believers in that quaint waterfront community decided to build a church. They felt impressed to place it on prime property downtown. It was a lot owned by a man named Samuel Sadler. Unfortunately, Mr. Sadler had other plans and he refused to sell them the property. Reluctantly, they raised their structure at a different location. The divine intervention took place in a most unexpected way. A hurricane swept up the coast, and about five feet of water surged through the city. The historical account verified reads this way. During September 16th, 17th, 1876, on the eve of the edifice's dedication, a hurricane blew through the area. Pomelico Sound engulfed the quarter, sweeping the sanctuary off its foundation. A Providence United brochure tells what happened. A miracle was happening. The church was floating down the road. The church moved by the hand of God. It went straight down the road to a corner and bumped into a general store owned by George Creedley. The corner is now Oyster Creek Road and U.S. 264 Business. Then a curious thing happened. The building took a sharp right turn and headed down the road for about two blocks until it reached the corner of what is now Church Street. Then it moved slightly off its straight line course. It took another turn to the left crossed the Caravan Canal directly in front of the place where people desired the church to be and settled exactly in the center of Sam Sadler's property, the site which had been refused. Before it settled, it is said to have miraculously rotated around to face the street, and there it would stay. Wow. God finds a way to get done what he wants done. Amen. Is that the best story ever? It says the the story, the, the book goes on to say, most likely you've already guessed the outcome. Mr. Sadler changed his mind and he sold them the property. Exactly what the church founders felt God promised them in the very beginning. Wow. You know, guys, though there's no account here in this story of the prayers they prayed, I can imagine them saying, now, Lord, you have moved on our hearts that you wanted the church on that prime property downtown. We believe you can work a miracle to make it happen. Don't you know that they stood on that? Don't you know that they were believing God that someday, someday they would move their church to that property? Wow. 
what exuberance there must have been when this miracle happened. If God did something so supernatural to get Abraham's seed to their land of promise, and these 19th century saints, right, to their land of promise, guys, he's going to move for you and he's going to move for me. Galatians 3.29 reveals your connection to these ancient stories. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and you are heirs according to the promise. The promises from God are part of that legacy that's been passed down from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel, the apostles, the early disciples, and all who have been in covenant with God in the past. Living a life of hope and joy and praise, divine intervention, and supernatural manifestation was normal for a lot of these people I'm talking about. And now it needs to become normal for you and for me. Wow. This book says it's a great way to carry on that family tradition. So what I want to do next week um, on the Saturday show, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, I want to give you seven things to help the promises of God come forth in not only your life, but in my life. And we're going on this journey together, and I promise you it is going to be exciting, and it is going to be miraculous. Thank you for being here. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show.